You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WCMJ. This is a sports podcast based that talks about NBA, football, and anything else that can come to the sports fan mind. We stick to the educated and the diehard fans, as well as the casual listener as well. Our show is brought to you by New Taylor & Associates, located at newlawoffice.com. You can also check out our wonderful sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun also helps bring you this podcast, as well as our sponsors at Stay Classy Meats, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order of the freshest meat available in the United States. Now, let's take it over to our host. Here's Nate and Tim bringing you this week's edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. Welcome back to another week of Wide Men Can't Jump. It's Nate, it's Tim, and back is the other, uh, the third wheel of this tripod. After a short absence, he's back, and uh, Jeff is with us again. Jeff, welcome back aboard. Felt like a lifetime. It did. What was it, two weeks? <laughs> May have been. <laughs> well, you're always welcome here on the show, so never fear, Jeff is here. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about this week. Jam-packed show for you here this week. Uh, Tim, you wanted to start at the top here. You had a, a hot take from uh, a hot a, take uh, off, huh? We've got a hot West Virginia football take, so we might as well start warm, with football. definitely warm today. So let's start, we might as well start with football. So here we go with football talk. Everybody get excited. Right. Not baseball, football. Uh, Nick Hoff is, uh, is, uh, believes that the Los Angeles Rams will finish last in their division, mm. but will do so with a winning record. I mean, possibility. Well, are they better than Arizona? No, I don't think so. Are they better than the 49ers? Maybe. 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 It it depends on, it. honestly, it depends on who's quarterbacking. Um, I looked at their, like, uh, I think they're better than the Seahawks. I do think they're better than the Seahawks. It depends on what, what, whether Russell Wilson has to run for his life again this year. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league weeks one through five. After that, he's, you know, whatever. I mean, you've got to remember the 49ers were a Super Bowl team when healthy. Yeah, they were. But I'm still questioning their health. I mean, and they were 6-10 and 10 last year, and they had only about, what, half a team for most of the year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they should be good, but my question is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be their quarterback? Is that the guy under center? Are you throwing in a rookie? Do you potentially make a trade? I mean, let's talk about this for a second here. If you're looking at the NFC West, I think if I'm San Francisco, if I can do it, that's that's who should throw every chip they have at Green Bay to get Aaron Rodgers. It makes perfect sense for him to go there. If they get Aaron Rodgers, they're a potential Super Bowl team. Well, and their their young draft pick can learn from exactly a nice solid veteran who's only going to be around for probably what two or three years max anyway. Years left, but a couple years left, but you'd be ready to part with him in two or three years, regardless, probably. So, so I mean, would if I'm San Francisco, their one question to me is quarterback. 
I mean, the defense, you know, is is okay. Obviously, you're dealing with injuries. You know, they they go out and and do well. I thought in the draft, getting a quarterback. I don't know that they really needed a quarterback that bad, but they felt they did. Okay, so you you get your quarterback, but do you go and try to win now? Do you go get Aaron Rodgers, Jeff? What do you what do you think? I mean, do you really think that the the Niners and the Packers would make a deal? I mean, everybody's got a price, as Ted DiBiase says. Oh man, the well, the, true, uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Swap I mean, that's true. They, they, I mean, they made, but this is. Yeah, it's a little. It's on a little grander scale. You're right. <laughs> but I mean, I guess. I mean, if you're. What do you? I mean, what do you trade for? I mean, what's the. What what do you get out of Rodgers if you're the Niners? You get a potential Super I mean, Bowl. I'm sorry, the pa- I mean the Packers. If you're uh-huh. in the Niners, what do you what do you I mean what's that? I mean, you're not you gonna get that? obviously you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose that trade. That's the way to look at it. Now it's almost worth looking at saying, okay, yeah, we're probably not gonna get the value that we deserve. If you don't trade him I say you you know he either plays for you or he retires. They may do that. If you can't get decent value, I would just go ahead and pull the trigger and trade him. Like obviously you're not going to get a dollar for dollar value. You're going to get a lot of draft picks. Yeah, if you're San, I mean, but San Francisco. Here's the thing: San Francisco traded a lot of their picks for Trey Lance. That's true. That's also true. I mean, what? What do you get? Again, it's just, if I'm San Francisco, I'm picking up the phone and calling. I mean, that's, that's just me. Now, will Green Bay do it? Maybe not. I'm not saying Green Bay should do it. The first question would be, all right, how much of this whole Rodgers doesn't want to play in Green Bay? How much of it is legit? I really don't want to play there, or I just said it, and it's posturing. Blah, 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 blah. Because Green Bay is pretty firm and adamant that he's going nowhere. I think he I think he wants out. I mean. I think he, he wants, wants out, too. Matt LaFleur is saying that they're going to get him back in the building. So, I don't know. I mean, he is in the enviable position that if he was really doesn't want to play there anymore, he could retire and quit. He could. He, I mean. That doesn't let's really be honest ma- here. Let, let's be honest. Now this is and this is 100 truth. This guy is. If you're Green Bay, you've got him over a barrel when it comes to the whole. I'm not going to. Like I'm not going to play. Well, you well, can't play anywhere else. I got. Yeah, a con- he's got, he's a, got a contract. He's basically he can either be play for them if they don't want to trade him. He either plays for them or retires. He has yeah, two choices. Yeah, he's got the Barry Sanders thing. That's about it. Yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, now would he would he retire? I don't know. I think I don't know. Apparently the Maple Leafs scored. They did. Go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We meant to preface this episode by saying if you hear celebration, that's Tim. Uh, because the Maple Leafs game is on. The Maple Leafs are up to nothing. Ah, oh, Tim feels pretty good about this. Now they, if they win this, they win the series, correct? No, it'll be three to one. Three to one. Okay. Well, they basically will put the series away. All right. Um, yes. But anyway, back to back to football. We'll talk hockey here in a little bit. 
my whole thing is with Rodgers, and again, we kind of segued here from San Francisco a little bit, and we're talking about you know other things. I just don't. If if you're Aaron Rodgers, where would where would you go if if you're getting traded? Because obviously, he's not gonna like. I don't know, if, Jeff. Does he have a no trade clause? Do you know? Is there I, such a thing? I, I'm not sure because we we do know that he's got a, a lot of time on his contract. He does. I'm sure. I'm not sure. I mean, if he if they did trade him to somebody, didn't want to. That's when Tim's there. He comes in. That's when he probably quits. It's going to be yeah. somebody that full of Jake Plummer got well, traded. Throw, got traded throw to Tampa something Bay else into the equation. His uh, fiance mm-hmm. is an is an actress. So where do you think she resides? Somewhere in California, no doubt. Probably, yeah. More than likely, anyway. So that could probably play some part in it for him, I would think. Oh, I'm sure. Um, well, you'd rather live in San Francisco in that weather or Green Bay? Yeah, really. <laughs> what is it, Jeff? How about Las Vegas? I think that's another destination where he could end up. If the Raiders are willing to make that deal or, or if they got enough to make it. Here was the team. Tim and I kind of talked about this yesterday. Here's the teams that I could, I could see possibly Rodgers going to. I, I said San Francisco. I said Las Vegas. I said Indianapolis. Could be a place he could go. Outside of that, there's, I really there's a few places that know. could use him, but there's I don't see him wanting to go to any of yeah, those. Yeah, like I don't see him going to the Jets or to the Giants yeah. or, or anything like that. Not likely. Anyway. He's not going to go anywhere in the division because uh, Green Bay's is not going to do that. I mean, Houston's so bad they can't really use him. And they've got a whole situation on their hands as it is. How hungry are the Browns? Yeah, the Browns, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know the Mayfield. Mayfield would have to be in on the. Yeah, Mayfield would have to be in on the deal, and I don't think you. I don't think you do that if you're Cleveland. I really don't. Not this year. They might be willing to do it next year if if they don't. You know, one I didn't think about. One I didn't think about that could potentially. What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Do they have enough? In like, is Ben Roethlisberger okay. good enough to get them there? Would Aaron Rodgers be an upgrade? I mean, is there, but is there a more taboo place for him to go besides the Vikings? Well, I mean, it's out of the division. Mind you, Aaron Rodgers is a pretty spiteful dude. He might stick it, try to stick it to Green Bay. Well, again, if they trade him, he's not going to have a say-so in where he goes. Well, he does to some degree because he can always tell the team that's going to trade for him is, hey, I'm quitting. So well, you really want to yeah, you really want to make you really want to make that trade if I'm going to retire? What about Washington? Hmm. Washington could be an interesting place. Or he would become a. I mean, they need a hero there. That's for sure. They do. And what are they missing? They're missing a great quarterback. Obviously, he's not going to go to the Bears, even though they could probably use him. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't fit the long line of the bear loser quarterback. <laughs> Listen, you all can laugh. I think Justin Fields is going to be the real deal. I really. Oh do. yeah, I'm not counting him yet. He hasn't played yet, so I'm I think Justin. Fi- I think Justin Fields. May- bold statement coming from me. Justin Fields is going to be the best Bears quarterback of all time. <laughs> well. So yeah, look you out. Said- now you look said out Rex Grossman. There. Yeah, really. Look out Rex Old Grossman, Jim, McMah- Jim McMahon. <laughs> Sadly, Jim McMahon's probably their he is. He's the their best. Quarterbacks. Yeah, he's the best. Say, franchise-wise, he 
Jay Cutler. I mean, you you would probably have to go way back, didn't? Uh, did George Hallis play for the Bears? Well, yeah, he but, owned the Bears. But. Yeah, he owned the Bears. Well, then he probably played there too. Like you, you you've got to go back a long way to find yeah. anybody in the Bears organization that's Hall of Fame quarterback numbers. Yeah. True. Except maybe for. Well, I'll tell you this: another guy oh, who won. Go. Who scored now? Oh, 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 now we know. <laughs> oh, hold on. Go. Oh, you know, did he? Oh, hold on. If this this could be yeah. no, but this could be close to an NHL record if he scored. Thornton. If it was Thornton, that's yeah, he's got to be. I would have to say he it was him. He's got to be close to the oldest Leaf to ever score a goal in history. He's still playing. I'm going to ruin. He used to play for the Sharks. Yeah. He won MVP, I think, it's, one year. He's like 40. I think he'd be 42, I believe. Man, you got to be a tough old bastard to be 42 and still playing okay. hockey. They don't call him Jumbo Joe for nothing. He is a, <laughs> he's a tough old bugger. Nobody messes with him. Yeah. All right. Well, back to football for just a minute. I promise we'll <laughs> get to hockey and more. Um, Julio Jones. Out wanting out of Atlanta, he says he's gone. And, uh, and, and, and caught out on the streets wearing a cowboy shirt. Yeah, the rumor is he wants he wouldn't mind going to Dallas. I don't know that Dallas could afford to trade for him. What are they going to give? Him? A first round pick, right? I would not Well, I don't know how you couldn't. To me, that's just kind of crazy stuff there that that they would that he would want out already. There's, I mean, there's something going on well, he in, phoned, in Atlanta. Um, was it Shannon Sharp phoned him this morning off of whatever show he's on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, he talked to him live on the air and he said, I'm done in Atlanta. So if he's going to take it back, he's going to look like a dunce, which I won't say he won't do, but he, I mean, he was on national television saying he was finished. So there's gotta be something going on there. Like I said, there, there's got to be an issue there, because I mean, remember tired of, lo- tired of losing. A few years ago, Atlanta was a Super Bowl team. I mean, they were there, and they should have won that Super Bowl. Yep. And they blew True, it, but because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But they've also regressed a lot from that point. They have, and it's been kind of crazy to watch. I mean, they lose Devonte Freeman. They, I mean, Cal, they have obviously they 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 had one of the best receiver duos in Ridley and Jones. I think they're putting too much in for Matt Ryan. I think the the Matty Ice era is over. I think it's time to move on. Their defense is non-existent. They choke away games better than any team I've ever seen. <laughs> they could have made a like NFL Films Hour special on different ways the Falcons could lose a game last like they year. Lost, last year, they, they were the ones that lost that game to Dallas on that onside oh, kick. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they were bad. I mean, they probably should have won at least, what, three or four more games. At they least. At, at least. least. And then they, they get the pick, then they get the fourth pick in the draft and take a tight end. <laughs> I mean, granted, it might turn out to be a good pick. I'm not saying a tight end is, not a, ba- is a bad pick, but – you know, I think you got bigger issues. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. You can't draft management, though. That's true. Well, they fired the coach not long ago. I mean, it's just been Atlanta. Tom Brady has killed Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Not only do they come, Tom Brady beats Atlanta in the Super Bowl with New England, 
and just on the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, first overtime game. Then he comes to Tampa and ruins any chance Atlanta has of winning that division. And they oh, have been the same. They have not been the same since Tom Brady did the comeback in that Super Bowl. They've the not. Brown, the Browns yeah. have gotten their act together a little bit. The Bengals are a little better than they used to be. Like there's the NFL is looking for a perennial loser franchise, and Atlanta seems to be auditioning for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jacksonville has not said hold my beer except, yet, except for the Jaguars, who who are like at this moment anyway the front runner and then I kinda some, hope, you know what i kind of hope they turn it around a little bit next year they got a lot of guys to root for on that team okay like, can i can i have trevor lawrence do well but jacksonville still lose a whole bunch oh that's probably gonna happen <laughs> you know what about speaking, a story of, speaking of yeah speaking of tebow top five spots in the merch selling all tebow of course People love yeah, but, Tim Tebow. Yeah, and yet they talk about him like nobody knows who he is, and it's just like everybody knows who he is, you fools. Whether you like him or not, it's another story, but everybody knows who he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised it took him this long to go Chick. get it. Colin Kaepernick should send him a check for getting his name mentioned every time somebody mentions Tebow's name. Really? No, I'm like, years ago, I said when Jacksonville was, was awful, you know, the Blaine Gabbert years, except for that one year. You know, I'm sitting there going, why don't they just bring Tebow in? If anything, it'll sell tickets. He's a bit of an icon down there, that's for sure. You're right near Gainesville. He's reunited with Urban Meyer. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer. I don't see... And, and, and to be honest, he doesn't even really have to do that much to make them even slightly better. If he catches, If he catches five touchdowns this year, five touchdowns, Oh, that'd be great. Oh, they'll call him. They'll call him a MVP. <laughs> they will watch. Considering that the the uh, Jacksonville didn't even, I think they managed. Uh, I believe it was like twenty six points, or it was under thirty for the season. They need anything offensively will be a yeah. great improvement for them. Yeah, if he catches if he catches more than more than four touchdowns, I think they'll have a parade for Tim Tebow. Actually, they didn't even make. They sixteen. They scored three hundred and six points. That's not even twenty points a game. My my question is who's gonna who's gonna take him in fantasy football? That's gonna be the question. Ed Bogus. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, little fist cuffs here. As the yeah. uh, well, the Canadians are not liking the fact that they're kind of getting it handed to them at the moment. Here's a hot take. Oh, Jeff oh, hot. Man. In my opinion, and statistically, you have to look at it. I believe he's the best college football player of all time. He's in that argument. I mean, I say think what he you will. Won two high, he, he won the Heisman his sophomore year. He won. He wasn't the quarterback the freshman year, but he did play a lot of quarterback in you know special situations and yeah. uh, his freshman year. And then, of course, his, I think his senior year he won. Uh, maybe it was his junior year. He was they won it, but uh, two championships, uh, Heisman, and I mean I think he was when he went out he was the top SEC leader in passing and and for quarterback rushing yards. So I mean, I mean, quarterback college wise he was a great player. Yeah, I mean in terms of what he did in college he was unbelievable. Like he was a guy who 
despite mechanic issues and things like that, he was tailor made for the college game. And he, yeah, I mean, maybe not arguably top five. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to debate Tim Tebow is probably a top five college player of all time. I can't argue that. For the for the uh, bonus prize, Jeff, where was Tim Tebow born? I think the Philippines. In a hospital, very, wasn't it? Very good, Jeff. <laughs> very good. Was it? Was the Philippines? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, well, I think they, it, it was a hospital. They have Tim Tebow laws, right? Where your uh, son or daughter can go to how's that law? Where they can go to school where they uh, they don't have to go to. Uh, school, they can be homeschooled and still play sports. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I do believe you are correct. Jeff's bringing this under. <laughs> you know, I'm looking here. I, I'm looking here at, at a quick top ten list here. The top ten college football players of all time. Okay. Here's some of the honorable mentions that didn't make the list. Vince Young. Roger Staubach, Reggie Bush, Randy Moss, Marcus Allen, Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, Dick Butkus, Deion Sanders, just to name a few. Top 10, Jim Thorpe. Nine, Tony Dorsett. Eight, Tommy Frazier. Seven, Red Grange. Six, Charles Woodson. Five, Archie Manning. Four, Bo Jackson. Three, Barry Sanders. Number two, Tim Tebow. Number one, Herschel Walker. Yeah. SEC rules there, though. So. I think Bo Jackson was up there for Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, Auburn. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's some. There's an argument to to be made for Tim Tebow. The competition, too. I mean, the SEC, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I I know a lot of. People didn't like a lot of people didn't like the hype. Of course, you know I don't really want to get political, but there's just certain people didn't like him. Um, yeah. But, you know, just and he a lot of people felt like he was going to live in his life right, <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, they he won. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue the, with a winner. You can't argue yeah. with results. Statistically, he was awesome, and he won games. Yeah, he did. I don't think you can argue that at all. So, so there you go. All right. Also, uh, also responsible for the Tebow rule in NCAA football. Yeah, Jeff brought that up. Oh, did he say that? I well, thought yeah, he was talking. I brought up the high school like rule. I don't. You can, yeah, no, that's that's, that's a, a different, different rule. rule. Yeah, that's, that's a different, a different rule. one. Yeah. Oh. You're not allowed to put advertising on your or on, by your eyes or anything because he tried that in a game and. Didn't he just put a Bible verse? Philippians Something. 13 he would put. He would yeah, ban, he, he banned messages on eye paint. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I know you, uh, I remember that. I, re- I remember that being a big controversy. Okay. Um. All right, anyway. any Anything else football-related anybody wants to bring up before we shift gears? No, you can shift. Well, okay, real quick, everybody. Where Go ahead. Where, is, where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up at? Will he stay a Packer or will he go somewhere else? Um, I'm going to say he stays a Packer. I do. I don't think he, I don't think Green Bay is going to get rid of him. I think he, if he's if he plays next year, he's a Packer. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go further. I'm going to say he stays there, but he quits. I really think he's going to quit. Okay. Jeff, what about you? Uh, I think he's going to Miami. That would be a strange place to go. <laughs> oh, awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is he... Uh, <laughs> is he... Uh, I got some draft picks now. Uh, is, is he going to Miami to play, or is he just going to like hang out? <laughs> Do you think that would be a... I mean... They have some draft capital. Hey, yeah, I mean, there's there's a possibility. I mean, do do you pull Tua? Are you, yeah, are you are you suggesting that they've already given up on him? Which I won't say they have. I mean, maybe but. they have. I'm not going to say they have or they haven't. But we got. I mean, some of these teams are going to have to figure out. Hey, what uh, do we want to win now, or um, what are we going to give up? I mean, he's got Jordan Love up there. Are they going to would they trade Tua in that situation or? They may not have to, but they yeah. do have some. They do have some picks <clears throat> next. So, hmm. All right, let's put it this way: as far as the NFL is concerned, you can really pretty much not rule out anything. It's hard to really say. They somebody may come in the last minute and offer them the, the sun, moon, and stars for him, and he might end up just about anywhere. So, so I want to play this. I want you all to hear this. Kenny Maine. This is how Kenny Maine ended his final sports center. He, he left ESPN. Here's Kenny Maine's last sports center. He's interviewing Aaron Rodgers. Okay? Here we go. Hey, just last thing. Last time we did the interview together, you told me to go heavy in the cryptocurrency game. I did. Uh, we're down 40%. Then I lost my job. Gretchen just wants a new comforter. F*** you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he walked off. <laughs> wow. It was actually Rogers laughed and uh, so he last said, night I love was his you. last episode. So I yeah, called yeah. the end of it. He was actually interviewing Fred McGriff. He used to play baseball. Uh, he played for the Braves and Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. But I think he might have been his first interview. Is why he went back and when he, when he came onto the scene. So, uh, has he is he just retiring or is he just stepping away from Sports Center? I think he's just going. He's leaving ESPN. I know that. I don't know if it's actually retirement or what have you, but he is leaving. I think ESPN. Fred McGriff's nickname, Nathan. Uh, Mr. McGriff. Jeff. The crime dog. Thank you. <laughs> Baseball. I don't know. Yeah, I knew. Congratulations. <laughs> He led well, thank the, you very much. The AL on home runs and led the NL on home runs. He was a pretty good player in his day. <laughs> All right, well. Kind of close to Hall of Fame worthy, but anyways, sorry to get on baseball, Nathan. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, let's let's shift gears a little bit here. Let's go over to the wild world of Tim and hockey. Uh, you and Jeff have really been kind of paying attention to the, the playoffs here. Like, catch everybody up that's maybe a, a casual hockey fan. I know I flipped over and – Saw a few, you know, moments of some games. Uh, you know, catch everybody up. Well, What's going still, on? In we're still no. in the first round. We've got a couple of uh, couple of teams have already moved on. Uh, Colorado has moved into the second round after decimating the St. Louis Blues, and uh, Winnipeg has moved into the second round after sweeping the Edmonton Oilers, much to most people's surprise. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, oh, Washington Capitals are out. 
beaten by Boston in five games, which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, what else we got there? The Battle of Florida. Tampa Bay ahead of uh, the Florida Panthers, three games to two. With so game we have six. the 2018 and 2019 Stanley Cup champs are out already. Uh, yeah. You'd be correct. And the Lightning is up three to two, and they won last year. Well, correct. They have looked good and bad so far in the series. They've had some games where they've looked spectacular, and then they played a couple of dogs, and they got smacked around. So who knows? Still early in the playoffs yet. Three to two. They're prob they're probably advancing, I would imagine. But you never never say never in the NHL, I guess. But of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs ahead of the Montreal Canadiens. Big upset for me so far, though, has been the New York Islanders are leading the Penguins three games to two with the game six in New York. The Penguins are in trouble. So if they can for they force game seven, that'll take them back to uh, Pittsburgh, correct? Correct. Right. And, uh, you know, I thought Pittsburgh it – was, it, game five was a really good game, but I thought Pittsburgh dominated the shots on goal and had plenty of opportunities to score. And their goalie makes a mistake and makes a turnover in the – in the zone and I'll yeah be, yeah and it was and it was uh, it was almost as ugly as the Edmonton turnover last night in triple overtime that cost them the game yeah I missed that I had I went to bed but uh, I tried to stay <laughs> well, I would hope 3 a.m I'm hoping you're yeah that's a that's a well, that's a that's a pretty good commitment into any kind of sport hockey playoffs yeah yeah now Tim you had explained that because of the Canadians having some COVID issues, there's been some uh, back-to-backs in the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, which is uh, basically unheard of until this year. But they had to they had to catch up somehow. So can't can't have teams. I mean, they got the possibility of like even like Colorado. Okay, so they've swept. They haven't already played for two or three days, and uh, there's. The, Toronto Montreal thing could easily still go seven games. So I mean, they would, they're they're doing this the divisions as Canadian and American, correct? There's no like East or West. It's just Canada versus uh, America. No, there's there's four divisions. So oh, okay. Okay. There's the, there's the North Division, and then I don't I don't even know what they call the three American ones, but okay. Yeah, East. Uh, what do they got? They got the North, the East, the Central, the West, and the South. And the West. Yeah, no. <laughs> East, for some reason, they don't have a north and a south. I wonder why. Eh? Um, yeah, yeah, east, west, and central, they call the other one for some reason. Okay. I don't know. It's just... not really uh, the only southern teams they really have are uh, the Florida teams, I guess. Yeah, Tampa Bay and... Uh... Yeah, and I guess if you want to count the... Uh, maybe the, if you're going to count the California teams as being southern, I suppose, but... People think of them as being West more than Southern, so. Yeah, yeah. It's been a strange playoff. There's been an awful lot of close games. Hasn't been very many uh, blowouts. In fact, almost none. Yeah, I was talking to Jeff, and he had said that the playoffs had been really, really good so far. There's been a lot of one-goal games. Uh, well, I mean, Edmonton and Winnipeg playing, uh, you know, Ed Winnipeg sweeps Edmonton four straight, but three of the games were overtime. Yeah, they were all good games, just Edmonton. Just and, not waiting uh, to win. Yeah, all four one-goal games, three overtime games in a row. I mean, good Lord, they, last night it was, well, they almost played uh, two whole hockey games last night. Not quite. I think, I think 
Edmonton may want to look in free agency this year and try to find some guys that's had some playoff leadership. I think yeah. that's what they're missing. It's pretty bad when uh, you go – usually the first overtime you'll shorten your bench, much like most sports will, where you only put out two really good players. But by the second one, you're usually looking for, you know, somebody's got to play a little bit so somebody can get a rest. And Edmonton was down to uh, 12 players because they didn't dare put anybody else out there because <laughs> their third and fourth lines are a little shaky. Yeah, they definitely, you're right, they definitely need to, they need a few role players, maybe somebody who's actually played in the playoffs in their career and did some winning because they don't have anybody like that. And it showed last night and in the whole series. Well, all right. Um, yeah, I don't know much about hockey, as you know. I mean, it's one of those things where I'll flip it on. I don't really know 100% what's going on, but I'd still watch it. And I'll tell you what, these guys beat the ever-loving piss out of each other. That's there's, for sure. I'll tell you what, there's nothing for rough like an NHL playoff hockey game because there is usually several earth-shattering hits. There's all kinds of hacking and holding and shit because they don't call very many penalties during the playoffs. It's it's usually entertaining because there's like a lot a, going on. It's legal assault during the playoffs. It's pretty much like last night in the overtime game. There was literally, like I'm not exaggerating, it looked like guys were trying to tackle. You know, it looked like football on ice because they were just going into the corner and just wrapping the guy up and basically throwing him to the ground because they know yeah. – there's not really going to be any penalties in an overtime game, so yeah, yeah. So they don't do shootouts at all in the. Uh, there are no the shootouts. Uh, no, it's sudden death till somebody scores. Okay. Now Makes you are. Sense. Who is it that you, were you saying you have somebody that's a Carolina fan? Did I have that correct? No, um, our buddy Nolan's a Capitals fan. Capital. Oh, so he's probably. He, he took an early exit. Yeah. I was going to say he's probably got his head in a towel right now. <laughs> you never know with him. <laughs> I think he he always felt like the 16 or 17 year, I think when the Penguins may have won, uh, thought that was the Caps' best chance. And then 18, he felt like they missed their chance, but they ended up winning that year. So, you know. It's kind well, of they're fun. also, they're looking at their, their superstar as an unrestricted free agent. And they've mm-hmm. got to, they've got to decide whether they're going to open the bank and pay him for the next God knows how long. But he's getting old, so there, there's a he's still a great player. But there's a, that line, you know how the, you know how that goes. Okay, this guy's going to probably want ten million or more, which in hockey is the upper echelon. And he's probably going to want four or five years. But geez, he's going to be forty years old by then. Do we really want to pay him that much? Um, they, they they got some decisions to make in Washington. Yeah, absolutely. All right, any more? hockey discussions we need to bring in here i know we uh well nate let's talk ncaa hockey because i know you'd love that right hey if you know if you know about it go for it the uh the shinston shinny league <laughs> top there's, goal scorer ed bogus there's more leagues in shinston than anywhere in the world <laughs> Somehow Ed is in. It plays in all of them. Somehow. Yes, it, it somehow plays in every single league and has a job. <laughs> Unre- quick, unbelievable uh, athlete. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, yeah. uh, NHL. Um, Tim, maybe you could touch on. A lot of people may not know. 
what is the deal with them playing like they don't do really they don't have seedings anymore they uh, they have the divisions like well normally they normally they do but it's all inside the division this year to keep everybody from traveling as much and all that they kept everything inside the division so like the Canadian division it's the first four teams in the Canadian division made the playoffs so saying the same for the three American divisions like it was this a COVID thing or is this something they had yeah no no this was a COVID thing because they wanted to limit the amount of movement as much as they could normally they're uh how does it go well the NHL that's an interesting it's good you brought that up the NHL is really bizarre because they seem to tinker with their playoff format damn near constantly like they it used to be like when I was a younger guy or a kid they had the divisions and all that, but none of that mattered. Right. It was it was one to sixteen, and one played sixteen, two played Kinda fifteen. Like basketball. Yeah, NBA and so on. on. Yeah, but it was even outside of the conferences they did it. It was just one to sixteen, and whoever. So you yeah. could get you could get like you know eight teams from one side all in, and none from another division if they were bad enough. Then they tinkered. Yeah, it'd be with like that he'd be having. Be like having, you know, like, I don't know, San Jose would play, I don't know, Boston. <laughs> and yeah, you could, in the you first get, round, and they yeah, would just travel get, the country. Yeah, you, there was traveling, all, and the, but they used to only play two out of three in the first round. So I guess this kind of setup kind of saves on cost, too, with travel. And it's kind of part baseball's of it. Done that. Yeah. Baseball's kind of done with that third division play. You know, you, you know, the Reds might play the Dodgers two series a year during the regular season, but they play their division a lot closer. They play them, you know, 18 to 20 games. Well, it was also they, they wanted to, you know, not unlike football, I guess not unlike basketball either, where they tried to – they didn't want it to be like two teams from the East or two teams from the West. They want to keep – you know, in a perfect world, they want one from the East Coast and one from the West Coast to be playing like, Let's be honest Coast. here. Every league ever wants – New York versus L.A. is their final. And even <laughs> and even hockey was not against, you know, at the very least, an Eastern co- Eastern Standard Time team versus a Western or Pacific Standard Time team. That's what they want to see because it's the easiest to broadcast and they don't lose half their audience automatically. And that too. Ago, I think the Rangers and Kings played, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So. Well, or they don't want to see like in an NHL, they don't want to, they don't want to see uh, Toronto and Montreal play for the Stanley Cup because half of the United States won't watch. Right. Yeah, that's true. Whereas Canadians, if there's no Canadian team in the Stanley Cup, well, they lose a little bit of audience, but not that much because we'll still watch anyway. Yeah. That's very true. See, like this year, there's the Canadian team has to be in the Stanley Cup. Or no, not in the Stanley Cup, in the Final Four, anyway. Yeah, I mean, in the finals. Yeah, so. Uh, oh, they, still, may, they may end up adopting this. I mean, it's, I'm still curious what they're going to do, because as of this moment, nobody can come into this country without quarantining for 14 days. So I don't know how they're going to pull off. They're either going to have to get the federal government's going to have to give them some kind of a waiver, and that's going to piss off a lot of people if they do that, or they're going to have to change the rules by then. So who knows? I don't know. That, that'll be an interesting concept. But uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. 
got some NBA stuff to talk about. There's been a few games went on since our last episode, and there's one going on right now, another one tonight. So, and there's a I, mass there's a mass shooting going on in Brooklyn apparently. Yeah, there's a murder in Brooklyn happening at the moment, <laughs> and um, we will talk about some of the year end awards uh, that have come out. Some have come out already. And some have yet to be decided, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, we got to jump to a break. We'll be right back after you hear this from our good friends at um, at Stripcam Fun. You know, they're great people. And also from our friends at the law offices of New Taylor and Associates. Steve New Law Offices, check them out, NewTaylorAndAssociates.com. We'll be back on the other side. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On stripcamfun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun. Be sure to visit right now. It's stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Thanks again to our great sponsors, New Taylor and Associates, the law offices of Stephen P. New, and Strip Cam Fun. All right. Well, we this past weekend in the world of basketball, man, what great games. There was so many close games. I mean, Tim and I kind of touched on them. I mean, even after our last episode was recorded, you had the game on on Sunday. Uh, the Suns ended up getting the win. Then the Hawks Knicks game was a real close one, really good one with the Hawks getting a big win there. Uh, Trey Young silences Madison Square Garden, and uh, Jeff, I know you're a Knicks guy. That place was absolutely ruckus for that game. Why is it that all either upcoming superstars or superstars always have to make Madison Square Garden their house? <laughs> the world's I mean, most, it just, it just world's most famous like, arena, man. That's just how it uh, is. I mean, if it was, you know, Jordan or Bird or Miller, LeBron's played Reggie, which Reggie Miller, which I kind of 
I know he had his uh, thing where they came back there in like so many seconds, but I kind of thought that was, in my view, I thought it was overrated because the Knicks had quite a bit of success against the Pacers too. But uh, that being said, he did have his moments, and it seems like every uh, like either great player or like you know somebody that's on their way just. And that was his, that's probably his moment. That's going to give more even more confidence over time. And that's if you're a Knicks fan, that's probably not good for the series. But it was it was great to see him back in the playoffs. It had been a long time, and that being competitive too. Yeah, and and, home home playoff game that starts the series. Yeah, I mean, and they you know they didn't have a bad uh, bad ball game. Uh, Alec Burks had 27 points in that game. Randall had a double-double, 15 and 12. Derrick Rose with 17. The Knicks bench actually packed them to that win, in my opinion. Rose played 37 minutes. Randall played 36. But, I mean, Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench, played well. Obi Toppings finally starting to to show up and play well. So, uh, again, I think that the, uh, the Knicks had a good showing as a team. It's just Trey Young ends with 32 points, 10 assists. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic had a nice game with 18 points. Lou Williams had 13 and really kind of kept him in the game um, for the Hawks. Danilo Gallinari, uh, boy, uh, he likes to shoot, man. <laughs> that cat loves to shoot. Uh, one of seven from, or one of, three of 11 from the floor, one of seven from three for Gallinari. Uh, rough game, rough game for him, but the Hawks do get the road win. Uh, I thought the Knicks played well. I thought the crowd was really into it. Like they weren't at full capacity, but they were darn close. I know that. Like there was a good crowd there for that well, game. They it was had a game loud. There in a long time. So yeah, it was a very, very loud game too. Um. So yeah, that's that's going to be a, a fun series. That's the one of the series that Tim and I disagreed on. I took the Hawks in seven. He took the Knicks in seven. So I think it's going to be the Hawks in six. It's a long way. Look, long way to go in that series. Uh, Knicks actually beat the Hawks three times in the regular season, so long way to go still. Then the big surprise on Monday night or Sunday night, the Grizzlies upset the Jazz at home, one twelve one oh nine. Memphis. Um, <laughs> I have to laugh a little bit. Memphis. Uh, Dylan Brooks had thirty one points. Ja Moran had twenty six. Valanciunas just seemed to be impossible to stop. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever watched the Minnesota Timberwolves basketball game when they play Memphis, Dylan Brooks is the Wolves' killer. He played that night like he does when he plays Minnesota. And then Utah, Bogdanovich at 29, Conley with 22. Gobert fouled out, which was huge. There was 11 points, 15 rebounds. Clarkson had 14. They need more out of him, especially when Donovan Mitchell didn't play due to injury. Um, Tim, do you think the Jazz are in trouble in this series? Not yet. Not yet? Give them another one, though, and they're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Did you catch any of this one, Jeff? I was just wondering. I, I did. Uh, I actually watched them uh, hold off Golden State. Uh, that was a really good game. That was. And, uh, I didn't know if y'all talked about the play-in games, but I think it might stay around. Um, but I enjoyed the play-in games. We talked we, about this last yeah. week or on our last. We came episode. to the conclusion that it should stay around and probably will. Uh, there's money. There's money there in those play-in games. Yeah. And Tim even talked about the ratings, how the ratings were way up, and 
it's it's going to stick around. You, people can not like it all they want. It's it's staying. So I think the only way it doesn't stay is if the players don't won't vote for it. Otherwise, I think it's here to stay. A lot of the players don't like it, but it's, does the players' association? Yeah, like that's it? what I mean. We'll see. Well, the uh, Grizzlies that, played. Uh, they played a they played a good game, and like I said, they just they robbed off at Ohio. They beat Golden State. So, uh, be interesting to see. I expect the Jazz <laughs> to fight to get back in it, but um, that's another one with seven games. I don't think this is real. <laughs> but somebody tweeted this. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Upset with the team's decision to set him in game one, guard Donovan Mitchell orders the Jazz medical staff pizza from the same place MJ got it in 1997. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Again, I don't know if that's real, but that's funny if it if it's not. Oh, that's funny. I'm actually going to look and see if that is real, truthfully. I'm going to check that out. Well, he wasn't very impressed. It wouldn't surprise me if it is true. I mean, it, me either, really. But, I mean, ugh. Just an unreal, unreal decision to set Donovan Mitchell there. I think they sat him because they didn't think they'd need him. I, I just don't – I think they thought, oh, well, you know, we're playing – you know, we're playing Memphis. Yeah, they're on a roll, but we can handle them. And they almost did, don't get me wrong. But, man, you're going to need him. Now, I mean, step away. I wonder what was on that pizza that Jordan got. I mean, <laughs> it makes you how, wonder. how old was it and what was on it? And... Spit. <laughs> Various <laughs> biologicals, I'm sure. I mean, I guess the guy. Somebody have a jar. Know. Somebody have a jar of stomach flu. The guy <laughs> yeah. had to know what was. I mean, if I remember right on the documentary, did they say a few people showed up? And... I, I'd, I'd have to go back and watch it. I don't know. It just seems like I don't think Michael Jordan just picks up the phone and orders a pizza and say, "Yeah, this is Michael Jordan. I'm playing against Utah tomorrow. Could you bring me a pizza?" It's <laughs> like. Yeah, there's a good, there's a good choice that that's one of those things that has the legend has grown as the years have gone by. Well, everybody thought it was the flu, and he come out and said no, it was food poisoning. Well, yeah, because that makes for a better story than well, I had the flu. Well, was right? it intentional? Was it not? I don't know. I mean, let's be honest here. If you eat pizza late at night, it can mess with you. I mean, no matter what, especially if it's really greasy or. Or something like that. So, and he may have been jet lagged. Uh, it it just know. seems unusual to think that a he would order it himself. Yeah. Or that they or that they would know it was going to him. Yeah. Seems it, odd mean, somehow, but yeah. Not saying that that there wasn't some tampering. Maybe there was. I don't know. But again, I think that's more. I don't know. I just I mean, I think, to me, it would have been more believable if they would have sent somebody to break his legs for bad gambling debts. Y'all, like, everybody talks about Jordan's gambling debts. Y'all act like that dude ain't worth like multi millions. <laughs> he couldn't no, pay but that, No, debt. I'm sure he could pay them, but you know that doesn't mean that he did. I don't think Jordan lost that much gambling. I don't think he had much in the way of gambling I debts. I think Jordan. I think Jordan bet on Jordan. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, he didn't end up being worth what he's worth because he lost most of his money gambling. Yeah, uh, and that didn't that didn't he happen. Ain't Antoine so. Walker, boys. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the, Antoine Walker told a story. He said uh, he blamed Michael Jordan for him being broke because Jordan would bet $10,000 a hand on blackjack. And Antoine Walker said, well, I got to bet $10,000 a hand on blackjack. And somebody said, hey, you idiot, you're not Michael Jordan. <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, for real. Um, but then we came to last night, Monday night in the playoffs. And, uh, ugh, boy, this was a rough night. The Miami Heat uh, forgot to show up against Milwaukee after a very good first game that went into overtime. And then the Bucks came out and somebody pissed them off. 132 to 98 Milwaukee with the win. Giannis with 31, 13 Middleton at 17 holiday with 11 and 15 assists. I mean, when you're getting games out of guys like, you know, Brian Forbes, who averages 10 points a game, but he had 22 here. Pat Connington had 15. Bobby Portis had 11. I mean, you ain't got to do much. Because on the other side, I'm looking. Butler had 10. Adebayo had 16. Duncan Robinson had 10. Drogic with 18. Dwayne Dedman had 19. It was just a runaway. Jimmy Butler minus 34 in the plus minus. Ariza minus 25. I mean, it was a mess. It was just a mess all the way around. And I don't even think they played. I don't even think the uh, starters played in the fourth quarter. That's how big of a blowout this was. This game was over by halftime. Yeah, I think. And then the Blazers got destroyed after winning. Yeah. Yeah, Blazers go win the first game. Then last night, uh, you know, just couldn't get it together. Same time uh, had a good game, but that was about it. Well, that and that's been the, the major thing with, with him is when he has help, He's really good. McCollum had 21. Lillard had 42 and 10. Nurkic fouled out with nine minutes to go in the fourth. That was big uh, because then they couldn't stop anybody. I mean, 13 boards for Nurkic, 15 for Powell uh, on the points, but nobody else in double figures. Only three players in double figures for Portland. Meanwhile, on the other side, Jokic had 38. Porter Jr. with 18. Monte Morris had 12, and he was really hard to guard when I saw, for most of the game that I saw, he was just, nobody could stop him. Aaron Gordon had 13, Austin Rivers had nine, and just really, um, Terry Stotts was very unhappy, you could tell. There was a lot of, lot of fouls in this game. I did see that, a lot of ticky-tack fouls, a lot of, non-playoff fouls does that make sense now i'm not saying that cost portland the game because you don't get beat by you know 20 points and and not deserve to lose you can't blame that one on the officials but there were a lot of fouls in this ball game um so i'm thinking that you'll see a little bit more of a physical series once they get back to portland but um you know portland and denver i didn't think denver would be able to handle portland without jamal murray but that game last night they tied the series up and that's pretty big right, for them to do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you go down to uh, going back to Portland, you might as well kiss it goodbye. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. But uh, tonight we look in Boston and the Nets. The Nets are up 124-99, to 99, just beating Boston like Boston broke the rules and stayed out too late. Um, I think... I gave the Celtics some credit. Thought they'd get one. 
I, I don't know if they will or not. <laughs> not looking that way, is it? Not looking good now for Boston. Uh, 25 for Harris, 26 for Durant, 15 for Kyrie, 20 for Harden, 11 for Griffin. I mean, everybody's just clicking on all cylinders. For Boston, uh, Jason Tatum only with nine. Uh, he, that's not going to get it done. Marcus Smart is your leading scorer with 19. Kimba Walker, 17. Fournier, 16. Thompson, 15. If Boston's going to... Try to make this a series. Game three is a, an absolute must win. You got to win at home. You got to you got to do something. If they lose so, game three, it's over. Quick question. Go ahead. The Celtics get they're, they're going to lose this series. It's just a matter of whether yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I, I believe that. Too. Yeah, whether it's going to be four. Or, yeah, whether it's going to be four or five. Do the Celtics have to blow things up after this year? No, I don't think so. Well, think, they got to do something. They ain't good enough to win. Well, I think the loss of Jalen Brown hurt. Um, I do think they they need to bring in some. They, they're they're missing a piece, in my opinion. I thought Kimba Walker might be that piece. I would. I, I obviously I'm wrong. I don't think Kimba has been. Which Kimba was hurt this year too. Uh, Tatum's obviously the guy, and Brown's his. You know his right hand man. Yeah, Tate, and, Tate, I, and the then Jordan, after, then Tate, after that the though, Brown is the Pippin. You got to build around those right. two. Right, but after I, that, they probably need a revamping. I, I could see that. I, I could definitely see them maybe trying to trade Kimball Walker while his value's high. Kimball Walker's a great player, but I don't know if he is the best complement to this system. Lord I like Kimball Walker. He's a better teammate than Kyrie Irving ever was. Yeah, I didn't say much, so that's, that's like I, I, I prefer bubonic plague to <laughs> to leprosy. Yeah. But, if anybody though if anybody can build a team at Danny Ainge though, if he starts trading people, look out. Yeah, and we'll see what they do. Robert Williams is, is developing into a nice piece. I just think Boston's not as deep as they've been in years past. It's hard I mean, not to have a winner in Boston either. Fans yeah. won't really stand for it for too long. I mean, if you so. look at their bench, I mean, they got Langford, Naismith, Williams, Pritchard, you know, Javari Parker, Simi Ojale's not playing much. They've got pieces that they could move. I mean, Marcus Smart is a good piece, and I think they have him at a good value. It's going to be, you know, I think they keep him. If, if I'm trading anybody, it's probably going to be Kimba. Maybe even Tristan Thompson. I don't know if Thompson's really the answer there. Them getting rid of Aaron Baines was a huge mistake. I still maintain that was a big mistake. I don't think they should have gotten rid of Aaron Baines at all. But they did, so nothing you can do there. They might have to up, 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 uh, upgrade their fan base, too. Oh, God. We got a couple guys cheering for them there a little week. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> you can direct all hate tweets to uh, T. Dombrova on Twitter. Bring it on. You only have to send one and a half hate and tweets because <laughs> when you switch that to Canadian, that makes three. Yeah, yeah. it works out. Yeah. All right. Uh, tonight, we got two more games. We're about 15 minutes away from the start of game two between Phoenix and L.A. Um, Phoenix got the win in game one uh, over L.A., 99-90. to um, Me thinks, as they would say, me thinks LeBron and Anthony Davis are not 100%. Anthony Davis, definitely the weaker link of the last game. Um, I think he's going to have to at least score 25 points for them to win. 
He can't be scoring 13 points. So. I think part of this problem with the Lakers right now is I do think LeBron and AD are both hurt still. They have lost significant help around them, in my opinion. Dennis Schroeder, okay, he's fine. He does all right. They're not they, – they just don't have guys around them. Kuzma was non-existent in the last game. He he really was. There was no nothing to be said. When you're only scoring 99 points in an NBA game, that's not very often you're going to win. Phoenix won with 99 points. Davis with 13. LeBron didn't even break 20. I mean, you had – Harrell had 12. Schroeder with 14. Drummond had a decent game, but he only played 19 minutes. He had 12 and 9. Kuzma didn't score. Wes Matthews and Talon Horton Tucker both had two. So think about that. You know, uh, if you want to call them the big three, LeBron and Davis and Kuzma, they combined for what here? 31 points, and Kuzma had zero. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton, I believe he was a – his big inside presence was a problem for Davis. And like you said, you just wonder how much – if, if he's 100%, he's not, more than likely. Davis and, finishes at minus 18, Aiton finishes at plus 16. That Aiton, should tell you the whole story right there. What, and Aiton had, what, 21 and 16? So 21 and 16. How many contested shots? You don't see the blocks, but how many contested shots uh, did Davis have because of Aiton? So. Probably quite uh, a bit. Let's, let's, let's uh, not forget. Uh, Davis at least owned it in the postgame. He did. He, he took the full responsibility, unlike someone else. And let's talk about that flop. Oh, let's God. Talk, let's let's talk about that flop. <laughs> My Sad. God. How is that not does, – does that not get you a call from the league office that you got to knock that off? I'm just wondering if he went to Duke. Well <laughs> – he might have been schooled by someone who went to Duke, possibly, because that was just, I mean... Well, he did play on the Olympic team with Coach K, so... I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. How about this? How about the league trying to explain why he was allowed to play in the game? <laughs> There's nothing like an explanation that comes out and says, he broke the rules, but we don't really think he broke them quite bad enough, yeah. so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me that the NBA wanted LeBron in that game. They did. Well, he, he does it. Anybody he probably, else does it. Oh yeah, he probably didn't leave them any room for to do anything either. He probably went. And he, I'm sure he never let them know ahead of time. He probably just did it, and then they got to hear about it. So then they're going, okay, are we going to suspend? Let's be honest, whether you like him or not, the pretty much the face of the league. He is good and or bad, whatever, however you feel about it. We're going we're gonna to suspend him and not let him play. You know that LeBron's going to say something. They so, then you're gonna, so you're going to have that media problem to deal with if you do suspend him. But they sh- I, and I don't know what the point of the rules are. And if anybody else does it now, they're pretty much hosed. I mean, what are they going to do? They should have uh, suspended him because apparently it didn't matter. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it well, didn't matter. They are lost the, anyway. Are the Lakers... Um, like I'm not going to say whether they win or lose or not, but are they? All, is this game for them pretty close to a must win? No, I don't think it's a must win. I you think, don't think if they go down two nothing that they're not in big big trouble? Are they in trouble? Yes. Are they out of it? No. 
that's a Lakers team that can put together wins I, in a hurry. My theory is though that if they do go down two nothing, the reason they go down two nothing is because their guys are both hurt, which means they're yeah. in trouble. From my take, from that perspective, yes. But from a perspective of if the Lakers go down two nothing, are they in trouble? No, I, I don't consider them to be in trouble. Now, if they go down three nothing, then yes, they're in big trouble. I mean, I don't think LeBron's elbow is ever going to be the same. <laughs> After that flop on the court, you're yeah. probably right. I mean, he he may not be able to hold. Like, you know what was so funny about it is he was down so long, and nobody was paying attention to him because a fight broke out. <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, if we were if we were doing a bush league, that would have. Oh made yeah, bush that would win. That would win hands down. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even let you pick. I would be like, this yeah, is, LeBron. There's, there's one. There's one. This is a communist bush league. There's one clip. Yeah, it's the one Both. clip, and it's LeBron <laughs> flopping yeah, as Both. LeBron, a 250, 60-pound man, gets tripped up by Chris Paul, who's a much smaller, much older individual than he is. Actually, I don't know. Is Chris Paul that much older than LeBron? He can't be that much older. Maybe not by much. If he's older, Chris Paul is pretty old. Yeah, they might be around the same age. Well, I tell you what, he, he's definitely smaller, though. LeBron's got some weight on him. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. There. Let's see. LeBron James is 36. Six. 36. Chris Paul, 34. Oh, is he? I'm guessing. Chris Paul is, actually, he is younger. He is 36. Okay. LeBron will turn 36 later this year, or 37 later this year. Okay. I apologize. I thought Paul was older. He's not. Not. Okay. Well, uh, our final game tonight coming up as we record this because we had to record on a Tuesday because I got to be a daddy for the next few days. Um, the Mavericks and the Clippers. That's at ten thirty, and it's on NBA TV. Ugh. Unless you, live in, unless you live in Canada, which makes absolutely no sense because you we don't think- we don't get NBA TV here, which sucks. I don't either, but... Well, I mean, I get it. it. We get it on some platforms, but Suddenlink, you do not get NBA TV. Surprisingly enough, that game is on the uh, sports network in Canada for some strange reason. And that's why that kind of sucks a little bit, because I'm looking at it like, all right, tonight, Mavericks Clippers is on NBA TV. Tomorrow, Sixers Wizards game is on NBA TV, which I kind of get. I understand that. Thursday, the Nuggets Portland game is on NBA TV. That to me, that's the series I want to see the most. And and more weird, I get all those games, and they're all on the sports network, which means that just you know, no, I don't even know who's watching them here, to be honest. Somebody is apparently, but I don't know. I have to find NBA TV somehow. I don't know. I might be able to stream it on my Fire Stick. But at the same at the same point though. Mavericks Clippers Mavericks took the lead in the series after game one. This is a must win for the Clippers tonight. They've got to win this game or they're done. Well, they I don't mean, really want to go back to Dallas down two. No, no, they don't. And that's the problem here is the Clippers. I picked them to go to the finals. I <laughs> think this, I think this loss will wait. That loss woke them up, but if it didn't, if they lose this game tonight, the Clippers, as we know them, are done for. I think you'll see George or Kawhi or so, somebody's going to go. In the words of the immortal Danhausen, 
Nathan has bet on the Clippers, and they are cursed. <laughs> that they are. Jeff, what do you think on that? Um, I'm going to say that Dallas wins the series. And it's not a bad idea. I mean, it's not like a bad bet or anything. I just, I mean, has Paul George ever done anything in the playoffs? You know, you keep hearing that, and I, I, I kept saying this is going to be the year for him. He had a decent game the other night. He really did. I and I said, you know what? This is, shut up, Tim. <laughs> no, it was just, like, you've been listening to too many Tampa Bay sports radio shows. This is going to be the year. Hey, last year was the year. Uh, but hey, we'll take it. <laughs> hey, how many, how many, how many wins, how many Super Bowls have the Cowboys had since the year two thousand? Zero. Zip. Nada. Well, do we have to compare franchise totals now? You want to do no. that? Only since the year 2000. All right. Anyway, <laughs> well, I could argue the I could bar, argue the Bucks have only been a franchise since the year 2000. You'd be close, but um, the uh, the the Mavericks are are a good team, and they showed up big in Game One. They held the lead for most of the game. Kawhi did all he could. He just somebody else is going to have to wake up for for the Clippers. Kawhi and George both had. Twenty uh, some points apiece. Kawhi apparently is just going to have to get thirty. They're going to have well, to do something. They they have to wake up. Heard a lot of talk since Kawhi left Toronto and, and went to L.A. Have the Clippers even come close to fulfilling any of the predictions or no. the promise that they supposedly no. were going to have last year? They've not and been to they, the Western Conference Finals. They've no. never been to the Western Conference Finals even. So how long does that uh, experiment go on before somebody says this experiment is can be considered not feasible? Let me let me check something while we're, while we're discussing this. I mean, they're fine in the regular season. They've put up pretty good numbers. But in the playoffs well, last year, they totally disappeared. Well, I thought with a new coach that was a little bit more lenient, but it doesn't seem like that's that's happening this year. Um, I'll tell you what, Paul George can walk after, or not, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard can walk after this year. And could. No, very easily. He's got a team option next year for $36 million. Paul George is, is there until 2023-24 season. He's got a player option the year after that. Kawhi plays this year. If Kawhi doesn't want to, if, if this doesn't work, I could very easily see Kawhi Leonard going elsewhere. You know who could throw a boatload of money at Kawhi Leonard, and he might be, he might actually consider, is going back to Toronto. <laughs> Toronto, yeah, I could see yeah. that. I could very easily see that. They they got a boatload of money, and they got nobody, especially if Kyle Lowry leaves, mm-hmm. which it's kind of looking like he probably will. Well, Lowry's a free agent next year. Siakam's getting paid. Van Vliet's getting paid. That's and that's after all that, they got. After that, I mean, OG Ananobi's getting sixteen million starting next year. I mean, after that, there there could be probably won't be as much. Probably wouldn't be as much pressure to... Uh, Jeff, what the hell was that? Jeff, are you reporting from the Middle East or what? <laughs> Probably wouldn't be as much pressure to win. It still there is. wouldn't be. Is that like firecrackers or gunfire? What was that? What are you talking about? <laughs> it sounded like bombs going off in yeah, the back. Yeah, you sounded like you were like live from Tel Aviv or something there for a brief <laughs> moment. Oh. 
Tel Aviv Live presents Jeff. Jeff, reporting live from the Gaza Strip. Oh, gosh. Uh, but anyway. Well, if that was just interference, that was the most gunfire-like interference I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it sounded like... All right, well, I'll tell you what. That's... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything. We we did. Yeah, we sure did. I thought you were in a war zone there for a brief moment. It sounded moment. rough. I don't know. Uh, Wolf Jeff Blitzer. Jeff Blitzer. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Jeff Blitzer. You could be the. What, what did they call that other guy? The the, the Scud Stud. Back in the. All right, well, the awards, some of the awards have been announced, and we've got some of the awards that have been handed out uh, this year for the NBA. So let's run through a few of these here, and we'll talk about them. The Coach of the Year. Here were the three finals. Thank you. Quinn Snyder from the Utah Jazz. Tom Thibodeau for the New York Knicks and Monty Williams from the Phoenix Suns. Who would you guys pick as coach of the year? I think you're going to have a hard time choosing the three, and I think it could be a close race between all three. Um, I'm going to, I mean, not to sound like a homer, but I'm going to have to go with Thibodeau. I mean, the Knicks haven't been. When's the last time they had a home playoff series? Nineteen during the FDR administration. Yeah, so. <laughs> been a while. Tim, who would you pick for that award? Oh, it's it's got to be him. Thibodeau. I mean, at the beginning of the year, nobody yeah. was talking anything about the Knicks except basement, and they what finished fourth? Yeah, like fourth every other year, right? Yeah, well, well, yeah, like a, like a normal honestly, season. Yeah, honestly, um, I gotta agree, and I'm not a big Coach Tib fan, but I gotta tip my hat to him. He took a team that no superstars, a lot of young talent. Uh, he went out and made some moves and got some of his vets. I mean, Taj Gibson, Derrick Rose, um, look at Alec Burks is thriving there. Julius Randle, we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, how well he's done there. Emmanuel quickly has turned into a nice piece. Uh, he's really done some magic there with this New York Knicks team to get Jesus, them where they're at. We were laughing at the beginning of the season we when they were when they were signing guys, and they go, "Well, they got to sign somebody." Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that worked he's out pretty made well. New York Tibbs has made New York now an actual potential free destination market. So I look for them in the off season to make some moves. The Knicks are going to be a contender for the next few years, and they've they got the money to do it too. They do. That's the that's the thing about it. They have got plenty of money to do it. Sixth man of the year, the award has been announced. Joe uh, Ingles, Derek Rose were two of the finalists for sixth man of the year, but the winner, uh, and you know Jordan Clarkson, he won this going away, and, and he deserved it. Uh, how about the Jazz with two guys in for sixth man of the year? Okay. I, I'm going to dispute this one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I clearly believe that the head wing chef at Magic City should have been the sixth man of the year. <laughs> Lou Will, he's glad to be back. (laughs) And then this one to me was a a dead giveaway too. Most improved player. Jeremy Grant, Detroit Pistons. 
Michael Porter Jr. as Tim celebrates a goal. Go ahead, Tim. Now nah, it's four to nothing for Toronto. This game is over. Jeremy Grant for the Pistons. Michael Porter Jr. from the Nuggets, and the guy who won it, Julius Randle from the New York Knicks. I mean, this dude. This is a journeyman that nobody was wanting, and the Knicks took a chance on him, and now he's a, an all-star and finally playing like the guy out of Kentucky we thought he would be. Um, yeah, he's been unreal for the Knicks this year. What was what that a word called? The Kia NBA Most Improved Player. Oh, it's not the Tom Robinson Memorial Delco Award? <laughs> it's the... Uh, for it's, comebacks? It's the Shinston Late Bloomer Skills Award. <laughs> if it's in the shape of a blooming onion that you get at the steakhouse. And it's, uh, the trophy was donated by the Shinston Fine Arts Society. <laughs> yeah, the Shinston Fine Arts Society that's connected to the Outback Steakhouse. In association but, with the Sheets Corporation. But but can you can you argue that, Jeff, Julius Randle? I, I think that was a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, could have said any better. Uh, he's been... <laughs> Did I Chris several, kid you there? Yeah, yeah <laughs> several different teams. And uh, now he's with the Knicks and uh, played outstanding all year. He was consistent. He did, I mean... Every now and then he might have a bad game, but most of the time he was their leading lead stat guy. And uh, uh, I mean, the mix of the fans have really rallied, rallied behind him too. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, and he's already come out and said he wants to retire a Nick now. So, well, I mean, if, I mean, he can be, uh, I mean, long-lasting hero in New York. I mean, if, because he's, he's he can young, be the guy that they look at and say, "Hey, I was the guy that helped turn this around after 20 years." So, I mean, I know they had so, a little rail with Carmelo and them, but uh, so is he the is he the current owner of the house there then? Would that be him. Julius Randle, by the way, is just twenty six years old, so he's got plenty of years oh, well, left. All there. right, so if he, yeah, oh no, he, he he's probably in line to. What's his contract look like? Is he uh, on a one year, or is he looking? To, is he going to get the cash in here? He may get to cash in soon. I, I'm pretty sure he's got one more year left. Uh, hold on. Let me find out for sure. Because I remember the Knicks had signed everybody to two-year deals for when the big free agency run was coming, which is supposed to be this summer. Uh, but they signed Randall to a three-year deal. So I think he's got one more year left on his deal. And I would be absolutely correct. Way to go, Nathan. He's getting paid $19.8 million next year, and that is his last year under contract. <laughs> You know, it's really something we say. Oh, he's how much is he making? Nineteen point eight. Oh, he's really going to get to cash in next year. Well, listen, <laughs> listen to the listen to the Knicks contracts here, and a lot of their money is being spent on guys that aren't on the team. Joachim Noah not on the team. He's getting six million. Terrence Ferguson three million. Uh, Vincent Poirier two million. Jacob Evans two million. Amari Spellman almost two million. Wayne Ellington's getting four hundred forty-four grand. That's guys that just aren't on the team that they're paying. Every one of those but Noah's comes off the books next year. Yep. Also coming off the books next year, Derek Rose, Frank Nitticolina, Alec Burks, Alfred Payton, Nerlens Noel, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson, all coming off the books next year. Only players they have signed next year are uh, Julius Randle at 19.8. They have R.J. Barrett at $8 million on his rookie deal. They've got Obi Topping on his rookie deal for five million. Kevin Knox in the last year, his deal for five million. Emmanuel Quickly's getting two million on his rookie deal. 
Mitchell Robinson has a team option, one million. His last year on his deal, Norvell Pell, one million, and Luca Vildoza is getting three million. That's not fully guaranteed. They are going to have so much cap room next year. It's going to be unreal. I feel Bobby like Bobby Bonilla. He's probably not going to get paid, is he? Yeah, he might be getting something out of that. I say Bobby Bonilla. That's that's almost what we're we're just over a month away from Bobby Bonilla Day. So uh, Obi Toppin should be the spokesperson for a pizza joint. <laughs> he really should, because it should be <laughs> Oh boy Toppin. <laughs> you know it's, the funny thing there, like Knicks took him as an as eighth overall pick in the draft, and he's really been kind of hit or miss, gotten off to a slow start in his rookie year. They take Emmanuel quickly with a pick they got from the Thunder in the twenties. Quickly's been great, so. They, hey, signed, they they resigned Derrick Rose probably eh? not yet but they they probably no but will they yeah I think. should they they should probably I think if you can get him at a good deal I don't blame him I would and I'd uh, I'd probably resign Burks too he's played good all right defensive player of the year this one has not been announced yet here's your finalists three guys that are usually finalists for this award Rudy Gobert from the Jazz who I think's won it like two years in a row. Draymond Green from the Warriors and Ben Simmons from the 76ers. Who who wins this one? Who wins it or who should win it? Who do you think should win it? I'm not sure, but I highly suspect that Ben Simmons probably will win it. See, I think Rudy Gobert is going to win it again. Yeah, I think it's going to be a three-peat, too. Yeah, the NBA doesn't like doing that, though. Not with MVP. Defensive player of the year, they'll, they'll do it. Yeah, the, 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 the 76ers finished first. Mind you, so did Utah. So, so did Utah. Is, Utah is so the league, too. So, again, that's one of those. I mean, I don't like Ben Simmons. We, this, a, is well, this is well known, but he's a hell of a defender. He's a great defender, actually, and I, that needs to be stated. You definitely have to to tip your hat to the guy with the way he plays defense. He's a very good defender. I, I think Gobert wins it again. I mean, at this point, he's just such a good rim protector. He's a game changer on defense. If Simmons were to win it, I wouldn't be upset because he is a good defender. It's a it's a wait and see. Just as long as Draymond Green doesn't win it, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, self, that's the, that'd the be the weak link there. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he can self for the best ever. Yeah, he, he can kiss my ass. Yeah, he didn't even talk couple to more awards here. Uh, rookie of the year, here's your three finalists. LaMelo Ball from the Hornets, Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves, and Tyrese Halliburton from the Kings. What do you fellas think? Obviously, I'm a little bit biased. Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. Uh, I think LaMelo's going to win it. You know, I think he'll win it, but I'll be honest with you, I don't think he deserves it after his injuries. And the things he dealt with, I think, and you know what, call me, call me biased. I watched a lot of Anthony Edwards this year. And while Melo started out sooner, lighting it up, I think Anthony Edwards finished stronger and played better as the year went along. He was a consistent leading scorer for the Wolves in those last, uh, in the last month of the season. He really defined his role. He averaged more points per game than LaMelo. Now, granted, the Wolves weren't in a position to make a run at the playoffs. Um, not really his fault. But I think, you know, the, the Hornets didn't finish strong, and maybe that was because they didn't have LaMelo and he was coming back from an injury. I still think Edwards should win it. Yeah, call me a homer. 
And probably that has a lot to do with it, but I don't know. I just, I watched the kid and I watched him get better and I, he's going to be a solid piece in Minnesota. He really is a very good player. Uh, once we got the new coach in there, he started to thrive. Um, but if LaMelo gets it, I'm not going to be upset. I think, uh, you know, Hey, LaMelo may be the best player this year, but I think long-term, I really do think that Edwards is going to be the better player. Call me crazy, Jeff. That's just how I am. Well, I mean, I, I think your boy uh, progressed nicely over the year, and uh, but you know, I think a lot of it's too going with the fame and things like that. These guys will, and you know, they didn't play as well after he went out. Too, they might even take that in consideration. Uh, maybe they should. I mean, Edwards played all seventy-two games, and he played well. I mean, he averaged nineteen point three points per game this season. He averaged almost five rebounds a game, shot you know shot pretty well, decent three point shooter, shot forty two percent from the field, played about thirty two minutes a game. So I mean, not a bad year for him in my opinion. I thought he played well, and again, I I watched him more than I watched you know other rookies. Obviously, um, we'll look at Lamelo because I think you know Tyrese Halliburton. They just had to pick a third finalist. Sorry, buddy. Um, you know, good player. Don't get me wrong, but you know, not rookie of the year this year. It's a, it's a two horse race in my opinion. Um, let's see here, Tim, who do you think wins that award? Rookie of the year. I win it. You win it. Well, LaMelo only played in 51 games this year and he averaged 15.7 points to game per game to go with six assists and six rebounds. He had a better shooting percentage than Edwards, and but he played less minutes per game as well. So didn't he play less games? Period. He did. He played fifty-one games. Edwards played every game this season. Okay, that that's for me. Like, and it's not necessarily speaking to their quality, but if he played the whole season and another guy didn't, not really sure how you can't give it to that guy. Well, again, I could see it going either way. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if if Ball won it. That wouldn't bother me too much. I look forward to the press conference if he does. <laughs> Ball, um, Ball got a lot more press, I think, than Edwards did, which will help him. Honestly, that'll help. Yeah. All right, let's get up to the the final award here: the Kia NBA 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 Most Valuable Player Award. Who's going to it? It's the three finalists, Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors, Joel Embiid from the Sixers, or Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Who is the MVP, Tim? Well, first off, there has to be an NBA league investigation as to how is LeBron not on this list. My God, <laughs> what are they? What were they thinking? Well, when uh, you're a seven seed, I don't think you should be allowed to win the MVP. Uh, I, yeah, it's got to be Yoki. I don't know how it can be anybody else. You know, Jeff, go ahead. I'll let you make your point, and then I'll make my point. Um, I'm. Uh, so we got uh, Curry. Curry and Bead or Jokic? Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna give you my pick. I'm gonna have to get off here. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, Embiid, uh, number one team. Uh, they were the first ranked team right in the East. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's gonna go a long way. I think Curry deserves a lot of credit for uh, 
being pretty much by himself this year offensively for Golden State and mm-hmm. carrying the way he did. But uh, I just can't see giving it to a non-playoff player. And I know they made the playing game or or games, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe we have to go with Embiid. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I think Embiid's the guy. Um, I think he, he wins it this year. Just taking the Sixers to a one seed, he was really the guy that, that led them there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Well, Jeff, we'll, we'll let you bow out. Uh, we did want to say congratulations to the Marshall soccer team on winning the national championship in soccer. They're a little local here, so uh, congrats to them. And uh, I think, did we lose Jeff there? Jeff, have you bowed out, sir? Jeff's uh, Jeff's line was hit by RPG fire. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, Yes, Jeff has has left us here. So we appreciate him for jumping on here and talking with us. And uh, as always, bringing his insight into what's going on. But what do you think of that Marshall soccer uh, game, Tim? I I watched the end of it. Yeah, um, I caught the I caught most of the end of it. The uh, sloppy defending on the part of the Hoosiers there, but it uh, was very. But uh, also, though, very uh, smart heads up play by the young Marshall man who beat the offside trap and still scored. So good for him. Uh, I it mean, is. but we all knew all along. I mean, heard Hoosiers. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's not even close. No brainer. No brainer there. <laughs> no brainer. But I mean, maybe 1980s basketball, maybe. <laughs> but after that, I mean, what's what, I mean? No, no, seriously, what's the University of Indiana done in the last 15, 20 years in NCAA sports? Not a lot. Not much. They used to be one of the. They used to be a, Yeah, they used to be a bit of a powerhouse, but that's uh, they haven't been for a while. I don't know about in the soccer world. I, I won't speak for NCAA soccer, but from what I've heard, they're you know in soccer they're they're pretty. They're usually a pretty powerful team, usually in there. But Marshall, they were ranked, I think, number two overall. Marshall went in and beat them. Did, did Marshall beat Shinston out? Uh, it was a close one, but they, they were just able to, to nudge them. I think Bogus had to miss that game due to a dance recital. <laughs> he actually missed it due to, to gout from overeating. Uh, but <laughs> gout. That's something uh, I don't think of when I think of Ed Bogus is goat. <laughs> well, Diabetic, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you all enjoyed our little talk there. We we dove into the NBA for a little bit. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a timeout. We'll be back on the other side, and we're going to talk about unwritten rules in sports. We should have forgot all about that. Yeah, we got we got about half an hour left. We're going to talk unwritten rules in sports. Because there's quite a bit of them. And we'll we'll talk about where this came from and why we're talking about it. So uh, we'll be back right after this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop fun codes, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! 
Apparently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. And thanks to our great sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC and Stay Classy Meats. Some of our great, great sponsors. They've been around with us for a long, long time. So we appreciate them for everything they do. All right. Let's talk about unwritten rules in sports. Shall we? <laughs> so apparently um, it was, I believe, and this is where this came from. Uh, Yerman Mercedes and Tony LaRussa kind of had a, uh, kind of had a back and forth. Apparently what happened was there was a home run hit. He was a Yerman Mercedes, the rookie designated hitter who's leading the majors in batting average. He swung at a 3-0 pitch on Monday while the Minnesota Twins had put their position player in, Williams Estudio. He was only pitching because his team was being destroyed 15-4 to in the ninth inning of a game against... Okay, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Is, this, is Williams Estudio... Is he the guy who threw yeah. the slow pitches? Yeah, that's our guy. Okay, all right. Fin- finish, and boy, have I got something to say about this. Okay. <laughs> It was a 47-mile-an-hour, as this article calls it, meatball over the plate, and Mercedes hit the ball 429 feet. Larusa, a Hall of Fame manager who came out of retirement after 10 years to lead the White Sox, had wanted Mercedes not to swing at all. That's one of the unwritten rules in sports. You don't swing, or at least in baseball. Um, is, is not to swing at pitches like that. The 3-0 count and you're up, you know, you don't swing at that. But you had something to say there, Tim. Go ahead. Okay, so it's A-OK for the guy to come in and th- strike guys out or yes. whatever the case may be. But somehow it's wrong. Isn't the isn't it the first rule in baseball, the objective, to hit the ball and go advance around the bases to get to home plate to make a run. Isn't that the rules? Like Last time I checked, that's what you want to do. I just don't understand. I mean, I'm a firm believer in what comes around goes around, so sooner or later your team's going to be on the other end of that. 
and you might take a, a whooping. I don't understand. I don't. I really don't. I don't get why. Okay, I'm I'm up there to bat, and the objective of batting is to hit the ball. So I'm supposed to stand here, and if this guy can throw three strikes, I get to go sit down. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> well, apparently uh, it didn't make sense to Tony Larusa. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start with baseball, and I believe we went over these a while back. It's been so long that we uh, we really wanted to take a look at the unwritten rules in sports. We're going to look at baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. And, Tim, you've you got a little what bit of, of, What about uh, the uh, the swimming one? Uh, apparently, you're not supposed to try to splash the other. No, 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 no sheets before swimming. <laughs> that's, that's the rule. Well, here's uh, here's the some of the rules. These are unwritten rules in baseball. We'll kind of give you an idea of what we think. Don't steal bases, swing at 3-0 pitches, or otherwise run up the score when you're ahead by a large margin. The objective here is about respecting your opponent. Okay, yeah, in Little League. Yeah. Yeah. When, when guys are getting paid salaries... Don't care anymore. Yeah, that's a stupid rule. <laughs> the object of the game of base, like, okay, how about this? If you're up big, like, let's say you're up fifteen to four, okay, and it's your time to bat. How about you just say, okay, we're not gonna bat. I mean, go go to go <laughs> to the computer. Yeah, we grab your computer that. and look up greatest comebacks. Yeah, it happens. It does. Doesn't happen as much as maybe as it should happen, but it does happen. So I figure if you could tack on a couple more insurance runs, you should do that. Here's another one. Don't steal bases or strut after home runs when you're behind by a large margin. Okay, yeah, you probably shouldn't gloat when you're getting clobbered. And like I get yeah, that. It's, if it's That's not really an unwritten rule in baseball. No. That's just like, hey, dude, you're getting beat. Like, why are you trying to celebrate? If it's 10 to nothing and you hit a dinger in the bottom of the ninth, you probably shouldn't run around the bases like you just invented the sandwich. Yeah, I know. mean, <laughs> by the way, if you did invent the sandwich, you may call us. You are you have a free lifetime subscription to our that show. That would be the Earl of Sandwich. Yes, I know that. And he also founded the Hawaiian Islands. What a guy. I wonder yeah. if he made Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, I hope not. That's disgusting. It is not. You it know, is not. disgusting. You are a guy who will, some of the things you've put in your mouth. Well. <laughs> Our next unwritten rule of baseball. This one, this one, this one really doesn't make sense. Um, don't swing at the first pitch after the pitcher is allowed back-to-back home runs. Why? I want to hit one, two. I, I say go for the three-peat. Yeah, what's better than two? Three. So what? Uh, so if the score, so if the score was four to one. And your team hit two home runs to make it four to three, and it's game seven of the World Series. You're supposed to let them throw a strike with the next pitch. Apparently, screw, screw that noise. I'm dinging that thing. Yeah. What's he? If a pitcher's giving up back-to-back home runs, why the fuck's he still in the game? How yeah, about that? Yeah. Well, I'll learn how to throw a strike or a better pitch would be my reply. Don't show up your opponent. It says this. This takes into previous the three rules and adds in demonstrations of respect. Don't do bat flips. Don't do slow home run trots and screams of delight after strikeouts. 
Oh, come no, on. I, no, I love all of that. That's as bad as don't celebrate in the end zone after you scored a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, come on here. Like, yeah. have some – okay, listen. It's a game. Have some fun. Well, and baseball is already, no offense to the purists, but slow and somewhat boring on occasion. So now you're exactly. going to take out all of that stuff too? What are we, what are we watching, a golf tournament or – which is another unwritten golf rule. Golf is way more fun. Golf is yeah, golf, golf is more exciting than baseball for me these days. Sorry, but it, it is. You ever remember like what they show a lot of on highlights of baseball? Dingers. Okay. Dingers. They show a lot of that. Who was that oh. fat kid from the World Series? I just hit dingers. That's uh, Big Al. <laughs> Hi, Big Al. I hit dingers. All right. So let me, let me say this. You know what they also show a lot of? Rain delays when teams are having dance competitions in the rain. Because it's entertaining. Because sports are supposed to be entertaining. Who was that? I want to say, I might be wrong, but I want to say it was a rain delay, and I believe it was the catcher from the Atlanta Braves. I could be wrong about that. But they had the tarp out, and there was a lot of rain, and it was a really long delay. Yeah. And he went, he went out there and fake hit. Yeah, and then ran around the bases and then slid into home in like a wave of water. It was tremendous. <laughs> it was yeah. absolutely tremendous. And it's fun. Like it was more interesting fun. than anything that happened in that TBS Sunday night freaking baseball game. I guarantee it. All right, here's another rule: don't show up your fielders. Now this one I almost agree with. This is errors happen. It's a pitcher's job to swallow the sins of his so-called supporting cast. Okay, I get that. Don't you don't if your fielder makes an that's, error, that's just called that, being a good teammate. Right, that's one where if you're gonna as a pitcher, if you're gonna go into disgust if a outfielder yeah. or or one of your players makes an error, then you better be prepared for some heat when you walk someone. Yeah, or, exactly. or give up a home run ball or any of that. Exactly, I think that's just called you need to have yeah. each other backs. Yeah, okay, yeah. throwing no at that. throwing the ball at hitters is a conventional retaliation. Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah. No, I, I'm for throwing it, guys, just not at the head. Not at the head, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. If your guy gets dinged first, I think you can retaliate. Just not fastballs at the head isn't, isn't yeah. cool. Here's another one. Uh, pitchers relieved mid-inning must stay in the dugout until the end of the inning. Uh, okay. <laughs> I agree I agree with that in the sense that you, you are the reason that your team is in the mess it's in as the pitcher. Yeah. And you should you – should, Stay there until said reliever either makes mess worse or gets you out of your mess. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Then you can go shower. But This one doesn't make sense at all. Don't step on the pitcher's mound. Okay, the reason for that, Bears. though. Well, the reason for that, though, is pitchers being superstitious bunch. Boy, they they've are. Got that, they've got that thing groomed how they like it, and they don't like anybody walking anywhere near it. I understand that from a player point of view, but... I almost kind of think if I played on the other team, I almost got to go walk on that thing. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do, fight me? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you know do. I've means. actually seen him get mad over it. Uh, don't walk in front of the catcher. When he's throwing the ball back to the pitcher. No, it just says don't walk in front of the catcher. No, you can't walk in front of him when he's throwing the ball back. That's, That's here. Tough. Another matter of etiquette. The imaginary line connecting battery mates must not be broken by an opposing batter. It is customary to walk behind the catcher and umpire from the on-deck circle to the opposite batter's box. 
Does that extend to when I hit the ball and need to run to first that I can't run in front of the camera? Uh, well, then you can, obviously. <laughs> Uh, this is just a, uh, this is just a jinx thing. Don't talk about a no hitter in progress. That's a superstitious thing. That's only if you play for the team that's. Yeah. Uh, This one, this one, I don't agree with. Don't bunt during a no hitter. I don't agree with that. If you, if you can get on base or if a pitcher walks somebody, uh, I say bunt. I I say your job again, is score. it's one to nothing. Yeah. Am I supposed to just, okay, well, no, if you don't throw anything I can hit, I should just stand here and let you throw yeah. strikes. Like you got a no hitter going. I'm supposed to oh, let you I'm have sorry. it. Sorry. I won't swing sure. at anything. Yeah, no, screw that. I'm bunting. Especially if you leave it open for me to bunt. Yeah, defend exactly. It, defend it. And I won't be able to bunt. Uh, this one is just more of a strategic rule. Uh, never make first or third, the first or third out of an inning at third base. Uh, well, that's, that, not a, that's not an unwritten rule. That's, no. just a no, that's just a no-no. That's just one of those <laughs> things, you know. Uh, don't use your closer in a tie game on the road. Um, Why? That's what I'm saying. It says the logic here is you should save your best reliever for a potential save situation. Uh, I don't agree with that. If well, you, uh, again. Game, and you don't want nobody to get a hit, use him. Well, or we need to win. Well, don't put our best guy in there. Yeah, put let's somebody not else do in that. We're, we're not playing at home. That doesn't make any sense. This uh, this one here, I don't know. I, I don't get this one. I mean, I do, but I don't. Don't yell anything when an opposing fielder is trying to catch the ball. No, that again, that's for Little League. Alex Rodriguez once famously yelled, I got it when a Blue Jays player was trying to catch a ball. Don't be that guy. Eh, Nah, that's that's for that doesn't bother me. Good lord, you, normally there's probably fifty thousand plus people in the stands screaming exactly. their heads off. Exactly. What difference does it make? Uh, this one, if it's close, the center fielder gets the ball. When the ball's within range of the center fielder and a corner outfielder, center fielder gets it. That's not really a rule. That's more of a just so you don't have so many collisions thing. Yeah, that's that's a uh, just yeah. So balls don't drop in because nobody's running kind of deal but. this one this one's stupid this is a stupid rule never rub the area where you were hit by a pitch oh god are well, we yeah. still trying to be macho men now? yeah that's that's the uh that's from the uh new york gentleman's society abridged rules of baseball from 1907 yeah. yeah fuck off if it hurts i'm gonna rub it all right uh and this was <laughs> the last one here for the adult fans if you catch a foul ball give it to a nearby kid yeah, I mean, if it's a foul, yes. A I mean, home run, yeah, yeah, that ain't an unwritten rule, but it's a pretty cool thing to do, and you don't yeah, need Yeah, I mean, that's just being a nice guy. Maybe yeah. not cool, but... Yeah, so those are some of the stupid rules of unwritten rules of baseball that are killing the game. Here's a few from the NBA unwritten rules. If, you, uh, if you've learned what? <laughs> it was that killing the game remark. I laughed. Well, it's true. You don't like I the did. truth. Don't tune in the white man can't jump. Because uh, we're all about the truth, baby. Even fat men need love too. That's right. Don't like the truth. Don't tune in. All right. Well, get my article to reload here. Here we go. Unwritten rules of the NBA: You don't talk about other players' contracts. That's like that in every work environment. You don't talk about what other people are making. Would you agree with that? Yeah, unless you want them to be talking about what you're making. Yeah, which most people don't like. So exactly. 
Mind you, I mean, in a lot of cases, it's not like it's a secret. Yeah. You know, for the for the bigger for the bigger guys, most most. I mean, it's usually pretty much. Um, that might have been a better might have been a rule that might have made some sense back before the internet and all that. But Jesus, anybody can find out what they're making yeah, these days. For real. So. Uh, block shots that go up after the whistle, even if it's goaltending. Uh, this one I understand because Kevin Garnett like invented this. He would not let anybody make a shot that they shot after the, the whistle blew. And that's to prevent players from getting in rhythm. So I kind of get that. I, I do. Because sometimes all it takes is watching that ball go through the net and players can get hot. Okay, so, so but are you any bigger douche for guys who who uh, who take the, uh, there's a whistle and then they still shoot anyway? Um... I you mean, see it a lot, or guys who will, who will they miss the shot and they'll do the one-handed layup quick. <laughs> you know, you see that lots. Yeah, that's true. Um, guys from the same college root for each other. That's just kind of common sense there. I mean, you want people that you went to college with to do well, I isn't, guess, if you were friends. That, or is, I was going to say, isn't that called friendship? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, don't wear a rival signature shoe. So I guess if you're playing against... Uh, yeah, you know, LeBron, don't wear a LeBron shoe out onto the court to play in. I would imagine at one time that was probably a thing, but I don't think it is anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't really see that being I don't know. I don't see that. Jesus shoes have become there was a time when nobody even knew or cared what shoes anybody was wearing. <laughs> this one. Don't get a rigged triple double. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'll get my triple double however I can manage it. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Get your then, get your triple double. If it doesn't affect the outcome of a game, who cares, right? I and mean, I'll have my double with bacon and cheese, and I'll have my triple with extra bacon and cheese. Well, here is one for sure. Yeah, I got you. Here's one for sure that we'll all agree with. Uh, and this is just everyday life. Practice proper hygiene, always. You don't want to stink. That's, that's a rule. And um, yeah, I can guarantee you, just like in pro wrestling, there's at least one or two guys who are well-known for stinking. You're, and you're probably, do, you're and probably are probably right. doing it on purpose. Probably right. Uh, rookies need to know their place. Well, that's every sport, right? I mean, you want to you wanna cozy up with uh, Tom Robinson after he runs for 35, Jeez. 40 minutes? Yeah, I want to see him run for 35 or 40 minutes. Well, that okay, but... <laughs> well, I don't know. Last call. But yeah, well, <laughs> how long is last call? Jeez. Uh, anyway, Robinson until he falls asleep. Rookies know their place. That's that's one where, you know, you just got to make sure that you adapt that's, to that NBA lifestyle. That, that's kind of not even just sports. I think that's any business environment where you're the new guy. You probably should keep your mouth shut for a while. Yeah. Take care of other players' legs while they're in the air. And that's a definite must. You give them room to land, and you don't want to see anybody get their legs cut yeah, out. That's, under. Yeah, again, that's not an unwritten rule. That's just called yeah. players. Sense. Players stepping out of line can become social media fodder. So basically, uh, <laughs> you can end up if you get out of line, they're gonna put you on blast on Twitter or Instagram. They're gonna put you. You're gonna be on Sports Center. Yeah. If your teammate gets into a fight, back him up. I go, yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. What if your teammates... Oh, no, kind of a dick. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, I mean. Yeah, I can understand that. 
Now maybe you watch. Though. Maybe you watch for a bit and delay your run in. Yeah, it's like, oh no, Kyrie, hold on my shoes. Ooh, Kyrie got hit. <laughs> Here, now this one we've known for years. Uh, superstars play under a different set of rules. Nah, that's every, true. Every sport. Yeah, and, uh, that's that's know, true. You get the foul, you get the call, you get the penalty, you you get the pass interference, whatever it might be. That's kind of how it works. Well, here's one that that <laughs> somebody actually has to violate this rule, or it, it just doesn't happen. Don't be the first guy to leave the gym. Basically, just prove your work ethic. But it's like eventually you got to leave. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to be first, right? Well, you probably you have to adopt that uh, females going to the bathroom thing where you must go in a group of two or three. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's it. Slap your closest teammates hand for high five or a five after a free throw attempt. Yeah. You see that a lot. You see it a lot, but I really don't understand that one. Even yeah. when like, okay. When you miss, yeah, way to go. Tap. I think it's just, it's just a habit thing. I was going to say that might be just, it's, you've been doing respect, it since high school. So respect your teammates privacy. Looking at you, D'Angelo Russell. Don't <laughs> post their pictures from their phone on the cloud. Yeah, that too. If you're up at the end of the game, let the clock run out. Well, yeah, obviously. Usually. Usually, yes. Uh, if you're in a game and there's a problem, squash the beef by the end of the game. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, and to go back to that last one, hold the ball, unless, of course, you have a shot at a triple-double, in which case. <laughs> well, I mean, get yours, right? Get, get, get you something, yeah. Uh, don't go for the family jewels. That's a given and everything. Guys, yeah. don't do that. Girls shouldn't do it either. Yeah, they shouldn't. Refs let players get away with trash talk. They do. That they do. And, and that's a good thing. They need to tra- talk trash. Within talk. reason, yeah. Depending on the on the. As long uh, as you're not like dropping the, slurs or anything yeah, like that. Depending on the nature of the trash talk, but if it's yeah. if it's sport related. Yeah, absolutely. No problem with it at all. Be courteous to the people who work at the building. Well, yes, just don't be a dick. Again, that's kind of a given, but... This one's for referees. If it's a big game, let them play. And I, I agree with that. Uh, again, within reason, but... Within yes, reason. I, but I think... It, the, you, no, no chintzy stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, here's one for the NFL. All right, here's some of the unwritten rules of the NFL. No grabbing during pileups. Okay, well, that happens on every pileup that's ever Yeah, I'm about to say, that's the whole thing about a pileup is you're supposed to grab the ball. At least that's what I always said. Uh, Don't blast someone who's not involved in the play. Okay, well, we see that enough, though, too, where an unsuspecting guy's kind of standing there. Yeah, it's like the Warren Sapp rule. Yeah. Um, respect your elders in the NFL. Obviously, you got to respect the veteran players. Within reason, yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, let's see here. Don't touch the quarterback in practice. Well, that's just a given. Well, yeah. I mean, well, again, I mean, you can see how that turns out for yeah, you. Yeah, but... <laughs> you're not going to like the way it turns out. Uh, let's see here. Don't go for the two-point conversion unless the chart tells you to. Uh, or your uh, play for the Raiders. Yeah, really. According to this, after many years of only allowing extra points, the NFL reincorporated the two-point conversion in 1994. 
There's a chart that tells coaches when to go for two and when to kick. Most coaches treat it as gospel. With the recent rise in analytical thinking, though, some coaches are going for the two-point conversion long before the chart says they should. The two-point conversion was only in, in 1994? They reincorporated it. Like, they had gotten rid of it, and then they reincorporated it. I must have missed missed that. Yeah, me too. Don't talk about other players' contracts. Well, yeah, I mean, we we touched on that already. Rookies need to keep quiet. Yeah, 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 we talked about that. That's probably been, probably should be rewritten to don't talk about other players' wives and or girlfriends. Yeah, for real. Don't hit a player who's who's laying up as they go out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to hurt anybody. And if they're trying to go out, or they're slowing up out of bounds, yeah, you shouldn't hit them, which that's a penalty now anyway. So yeah. that's good. No eye poking. That, that, yeah. I think a pretty good rule for just about anything, unless you're yeah. in an eye poke fight contest. And sure. otherwise, yeah. If you're in the Three Stooges, maybe. Well, you got to throw up one of these then, right? <laughs> the hand up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hope the other guy isn't like Minute Bowl and has really long fingers. Yeah, I'd be about it, wouldn't it? <laughs> Don't celebrate when you're losing. Well, we talked about that earlier as well. Uh, don't step on another player. Richie Incognito. <laughs> oh, it's a dear. McSue. Not a McSue. Yeah, Sue was the one who was <laughs> stepping on Marcus all Vick the time. Did it. Marcus Vick did it too back in college. Uh, yeah, shouldn't do that. That's a, definite, a no-no, as they say. Don't well, step and, on Well, yeah, because nowadays you're going to – there's just too much yeah. film and too many angles. You're going to get say, on purpose. Yeah. If it's an accident, gonna, that's one thing, but you're going to get called out for it. So yeah. Yeah. And I remember when Sue did that, man, that, that, oh, that was a, it, it weren't a good look. Yeah. He caught a lot of flack for that. Yeah. And should have. Don't go kamikaze on special teams during preseason. <laughs> hey, I don't know if I agree with that one, because if you're trying to make the roster, you gotta do it, man. You I mean, they say, they, yeah, I mean, they say that in hockey too, and yet one of the really easy, quick ways to make a hockey team was to pick a couple fights in practice and kick the shit out of somebody. Yeah. It's sad, but true. <clears throat> no blitzing when the other team is in the victory formation. Well, yeah. Okay, okay again, we're down by uh, one point. And we got to try to knock the ball loose. I mean, if, you, if you're not going to take the knee fast enough, yeah. I'm gonna get, I might get in there and try to get the ball. I'm, I mean, yeah, you don't want to tear the quarterback's head off. But. Greg Schiano tried it one time. <laughs> he was a Tampa Bay coach. I remember that. Him and Tom Coughlin got into it after that. <laughs> uh, leave the knees alone. Well, unfortunately, in the NFL, that's kind of hard to do now because you can't tackle anywhere else. Unless you're the quarterback, of course. Then your knees are... Sacred ground. Yeah, that's true. Fights between teammates are okay in the preseason. Well, you do see that a lot. Uh, I, I know that I've seen fight. Brock Lesnar got into a fight in the preseason, you know? I don't think fights necessarily are a bad thing during the season, depending on what the fight's about. That's if, it's, if it's purely based on what's happening on the field because you didn't make your assignment or something like that, I don't have a problem with that. If it's... I didn't like your choice of music in the <laughs> in the dressing room before the game. That that would be another. We only uh, listen to Outcast on Thursday. <laughs> how dare you play that rap music in when we're in Tennessee? 
don't play for overtime in the preseason. Well, who in the hell cares about overtime oh, in the preseason? Nobody. Hell, half the time there isn't even the guys that are playing aren't even the yeah. second stringers by that time. Now, see, this one I don't agree with. Pay franchise quarterbacks whatever it takes. That can get you in trouble. I, I've seen it happen. <laughs> Depends on your franchise, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, no offense to anybody, but Mitch Trubisky comes to mind. Yeah, Guys yeah, like that. I, I just know, man. I just I don't agree with that because if you pay them too much, then you can't put a team around them. Now that there again, that may have been before the salary cap. That might have been true. Yeah, when maybe you could, when you could kind of dump whatever you wanted. But now you got to be pretty careful. Veteran stars get the favorable calls. Well, that's obvious. I mean, that's kind of obvious. We see that a lot. Apparently, that's called the Tom Brady rule, according to this article. <laughs> uh, pull up when you're blowing the other team out. Mm, within reason. Yeah, I know. Don't go after another player's jewelry. So if they're wearing jewelry, don't pull the jewelry. Would that go for hair, too? Well, hair's leaked now because hair you're allowed to pull now. If you've got hair, long hair, they don't care anymore. Okay. All right. Well, that's yeah. uh, that's football. Tim, won't you? Uh, you got a few from hockey that we could talk about before we get out of here. Not, you know, there probably is some, but I mean, don't don't fight out of your weight division would be one. Like if you're if you're yeah. gonna pick a fight, you got to pick one with somebody who's your, roughly your size. Well, I, I couldn't fight Bogus because he's way too much of a man for me. I got it. Well, what size are we talking about? <laughs> oh, that's Hoff. Sorry, that's the Nick the Needle. Sorry, got the wrong guy. Um, anyway, hockey. Uh, uh, don't play if the score's out. If the game's out of hand, you don't put out your first power play unit. That sort of the, yeah. uh, there, there isn't that many in hockey, really. Hockey's as anything goes, man. <laughs> Just let it all go. I mean, the nature of the sport is, I mean, even, I mean, don't get me wrong, football's a rough sport, but hockey, I mean, it's encouraged to be. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it it's, is. It's, it's, it's really a kind of expected that you'd be a little bit on the edge. So mm-hmm. I would say that, okay, like, uh, I don't shoot at your goalie's head during warm-ups. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a no-no. And we'll immediately probably get you a good one. We talked about too was make sure when you go to fight, you throw sticks and, and gloves down. Yeah, you're supposed to take your helmet off too. Well, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a given. Some too. guys don't, so some guys leave their try, try to fight with their gloves on too, which is just totally not cool. Hmm. Never, never, if you do get in a fight, once a guy goes down, you don't pummel you him, you don't punch anymore. Yeah, yeah you, you lay off, you, you lay off. More rules about the fighting than the actual game. Pretty much. I mean, well, the other stuff, again, that's kind of... Like, I mean, seriously, watch a, watch a playoff overtime. Oh, I've watch, seen them. You know, it, it's insane. Yeah, they're going for the <laughs> kill. You, you think they were playing rugby out there or something. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that's going to wrap it up for us here today. Let's see uh, one of the drive through no-nos. Uh, oh, never order... Never order more than two orders in the drive-thru. If you're doing that, then come inside and do it that way. And when I say two orders, I mean like, like four. Like you've got one guy in a car and he's making orders for three families. Well, yeah, but I mean that he's paying for them with different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna pay for this one with a credit card. This one I've got cash. Yeah, yeah. Go inside for that, dude. If I you're just ordering don't... a shitload of food, that's fine. 
I also don't like like guys who go through a drive through and when they go to pay, they slap up a jar full of pennies and somebody's got to sit there and count yeah. see if they got enough fucking money. Um, oh. Here's one. Here's a drive through rule that a lot of people don't think about, especially around here. If you're pulling up to a drive through, uh, don't be smoking a cigarette. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, because uh, not everybody wants to smell your smoke. Yeah. Another one is uh, turn your turn your stereo down. Yeah, turn that's your always, radio down. You're not a bad. That's always a good idea. And uh, you know what? How about when you get to the order window, you actually know what you want. How about yeah, that? that? that too. After you've been in the lineup for the last 15 minutes waiting, and you couldn't. Now, what is, what what's what's good at McDonald's? Yeah, for real. But yeah, there, there's some drive-through unwritten rules that we've thrown out here. Now, pole dancing. I, I got nothing there. Anything goes in the pole dancing world. Your own only only Bogus may dance to Bush League. Yes, and uh, of course, the unwritten rule of uh, of uh, authors and and you know we got a lot of authors out there everywhere is uh, no matter what Bruce Pobans is telling the truth. So anyway. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's the Poban's rule that he oh, put God. forward. You need to speak to a lot of... Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> a lot of wrestling associations and things, because, boy, we need to make some quick changes to some championship <laughs> lineages. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to wrap us up for this week on Why Men Can't Jump. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week, and we'll have a lot of NBA oh. and NHL to talk about. Go ahead, Tim. One more thing. I goofed last week. Danielle's birthday is not till Saturday. Well, congratulations. And so, happy yeah, you get it again. I guess you get two birthdays for the you life you're carrying around. two birthday wishes from us. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, uh, thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more NBA talk, more playoffs, more NHL. Who knows what else will be involved, but we'll be back for it next week. Y'all take so, care uh, out there. Yeah, quick shout-outs, though. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Bobby Blaze, boy, great guy. Yeah. Thanks for the email. Um, I guess the professor, I suppose. <laughs> nah, Jeremy, like Jeremy, good guy. Uh, who else? Uh, okay, well, I'll do obvious, you know, Nick, Ed, Armando, the, the three amigos of White Men Can't Jump. Our girl Karen from Philly. Karen, Karen uh, doing wonderful things and shouting us out. That's always nice. We appreciate that. Uh, who else? My fine neighbors, they know who they are. Yeah. Uh, ben Golliver. Ben Golliver. I've uh, been trying to get in touch with Ben Golliver. Uh, he put out a book. He's been on the show before from Sports Illustrated. Uh, he's working for the Washington Post now. He put out a book called Bubble Ball. And I'm oh. hoping to interview him about it because he spent uh, all last year in the bubble for the NBA. So he put out a book about it. So I'm hoping to get him on and we'll talk about that. Soon. I mean, you so, might as well shout out that retrobate piece of Pia. I mean, I don't, Joe know, why. Of Pia, Joey I don't know why, but you might as well. My guy, Joey P and my guy, Tim Heaney. So, uh, those two guys, great guys. And if you're looking for sports betting tips, uh, you want to play a few place, a few bets, head on over to the game for all your sports betting. Solid spot. Uh, might as well hit up, uh, Aaron with two A stone. A.M. Stone, Aaron Stone himself. Yeah, as well give him a shout-out. Good guy there, too, solid. Of course, uh, can't really do shout-outs without saying something spectacular about well, our wonderful benefactor, Steve New. Yes, Steve New. Probably the single greatest human being who ever walked the face of the earth. Yeah, he's up there with Jesus and Gandhi, for sure. And if, if that shirt shows up, 
he will he will pass Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> and be, be in a firm top three position. There you go. Well, all right, we're gonna wrap. I got, I got nothing else. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, Do want to say if you're out in about Friday in the Hurricane area, wrestling show going on in Hurricane uh, Battleground Wrestling. I'll be there doing the commentary. And uh, next week we got All Star Wrestling in Madison, West Virginia. If you're out and about, Uh, a lot of big names coming there, including you know Brian, Brian Myers, Swoggle. Uh, America's Most Wanted, James Storm and Chris Harris, uh, Davey Richards is making a return to the ring. So much going on. Yeah, has it? Ah, man, I wish. But all right, we'll uh, we'll be back, and uh, we'll see you next week for more Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks again, everybody. We're out of here. Thanks for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network, located at Anchor.fm slash WMCJ. Check us out there and download our podcast directly from Anchor or subscribe on one of the many platforms where we're located, including iTunes, Spotify, and more. Thanks to our great sponsors for making this program possible, New Taylor & Associates at newlawoffice.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, Strip Cam Fun at stripcamfun.com, as well as Stay Classy Meats, located at stayclassymeats.com. Use our promo code WIDEMEN and save 10% on your order. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Sports Talk with Nate and Tim, and we hope you come back and join us again for our next episode at the same spot you found it last time. Thanks again to the wonderful Horseburner for providing our intro song, as well as all the other content they bring out. Check them out on YouTube, iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope to see you back next time. For Tim, this is Nate saying so long for now, and we'll see you again on the next edition of Wide Men Can't Jump.